Come on, lift your hands all over this house. Worshiping the King of kings and the Lord of lords. There is no other name given under heaven whereby we must be saved. There is a name that's worthy of your praise. That name is Jesus. He's here to heal, set free. He's here to mend mend broken hearts. He's here to walk among us and allow you to know He loves you today and He wants you to know Him today. Mm. Someone say in Jesus' name. I love what God's doing through this worship group, this worship team, this worship ministry. My God, God's doing great things in this body of Christ. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of thanksgiving and praise today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. It wasn't tired. No, it was sweet. Not tired. Sweet. <laughs> Woo. Hallelujah. I'm going to take you to the word of the Lord here in a minute, but I just, I, I feel his presence so strong. It's so sweet in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to turn to the book of Acts this morning. I'm going to take you to my text, the book of Acts, chapter 7. Acts, chapter 7, verse 33. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Thank you for standing. The book of Acts. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 7, verse 33. We find this is Stephen. Stephen is preaching. This is right before Stephen is stoned to death. This is him preaching the word of the Lord here in the book of Acts, chapter 7. And Stephen is talking to the very Jews that would stone him here in a few moments in a different chapter He's speaking to them and trying to plead with them and he's talking to them about Moses and Moses' time, the children of Israel's time in Egypt. The Bible says in verse 33, and then, then said the Lord to him, speaking about Moses, again, this is Stephen preaching, put off thy shoes from thy feet for the place where thou standeth is holy ground. I feel like we're standing on some holy ground this morning. And then in verse 34, he says, The Lord, I have seen, I have seen the affliction of my people which is in Egypt. And I have heard their groaning. And I am come down to deliver them. Oh, I don't have this in my notes, but I feel like someone needs to hear. He's heard you, uh, he knows your name, uh, and he's coming down to deliver you. The question today, will you accept the way he wants to deliver you? 
And he, and he says, and now come, I will send thee into Egypt. Again, he's talking about Moses. Moses is being sent. He didn't want to go, but he went. This Moses whom they refused. By the way, when he showed up and he had a plan for their salvation, the Israelites rejected Moses. And Stephen is preaching and reminding those Jews in front of him that this is what happened in that day. And it is mirroring what was happening in the very moment that he was ministering this gospel. This Moses whom they refused saying, Who made thee a ruler and a judge? The same did God send to be a ruler and a deliverer by the hand of the angel which appeared to him in the bush? Verse 36 says, he brought them out. Oh, I said he brought them out. I want to tell you there's a promise that he'll bring you out. The Bible says he brought them out after that he was shown uh, that he had shown wonders and signs in the land of Egypt. The Bible says, and in the Red Sea. He didn't just deliver them from the Egypt. He delivered them from the Red Sea. And in the wilderness for 40 years. Stephen is trying to remind those he is preaching to. God has done some amazing things for you. He has brought you out, not just of Egypt. He brought you across and through the Red Sea. He brought you through a sea that would swallow you and you walked around dry ground. God was reminding that it wasn't just for the Red Sea. But God had a plan that after the Red Sea, He knew there would be 40 years in the wilderness. But He uh, would send manna from heaven uh, and He would provide when there was a drought. Oh, Pastor Safan been preaching for the last two weeks and he stirred my soul. I don't know about you, but my God, that has been a word from the Lord. You need to go back and watch it. He brought them out after he had shown wonders and signs in the land of Egypt, the Red Sea, and the wilderness 40 years. And this is that Moses. This is that Moses. I'm talking, Stephen is saying to them, I'm talking about the same Moses. This is that Moses which said to the children of Israel, a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me and he shall ye hear and he shall ye hear this is he that was in the church in the wilderness with the angel which spake to him in the Mount Sinai and with your fathers who received the lively oracles to give unto us to whom your fathers did not obey but thrust him from them and in their hearts, I'm going to say in their hearts, turn back again unto Egypt. There were those that could not remember where God brought them from. There were some folks that would rather be in Egypt than be delivered in the wilderness. Ah, uh, you're not hearing what I'm saying. You want to be delivered, but God has a path for us to be delivered. And it's not always my path or your path or the way I think I ought to path. Uh, it's most of the time uh, His way and not my way. His righteousness, not my right. His will, not my will. His word, not my word. The Bible says that 
it was to whom your fathers did not obey. They didn't obey Moses. They didn't obey the prophets. They did not obey them. They kept rebelling against this great God in heaven, but thrust him from them and in their hearts. Listen to me for just a second as I, I, I minister here today. It's not about uh, you sitting in church. It's about is your heart in church. Uh, it's not about serving God from your mind and your mouth. It's about serving God from your heart. Uh, from a place that says, uh, I want more of Jesus more than anything else. Uh, it is here that we learn that there were those Jews that simply wanted. Now what was in Egypt? Well, if you know anything about history, it was the Jews that built the pyramids because they were slaves to the Egyptians and they were the ones. They would rather go back to the taskmasters and get whipped and, and get uh, beat uh, than to be free in the wilderness. They would rather live in bondage. Their hearts said, I would rather go back to bondage to a slave master than be free in a wilderness. Saying unto Aaron, verse 40, saying unto Aaron, make us gods so to go before us. For as for this Moses, which brought us out of the land of Egypt, we will not what is come of him. We don't care what comes of him. Verse 41, and they made a calf in those days oh, and offered sacrifice unto the idol and rejoiced in their... Oh, works of their what? Own hands. Ah, I feel the Holy Ghost so strong here today. <laughs> I need to be I need to be focused here today because the Holy Ghost is wanting me to, I, I'm going to preach something else uh, in a few weeks uh, because the Holy Ghost is speaking to me right now through here. And it's here that they, they what? They, they rejected Moses. They found the assistant pastor. Uh, Brother Stefan would never do this. And, and they, they said, listen, Aaron, we want, you to, we want you to make us different gods, gods that will please us, gods that will satisfy us, gods that will make us feel like we want to feel, gods. Uh, notice there is no capital G here it's little g uh, and it's gods of man's hand uh, and I'm going to preach to you somebody needs to hear uh, you cannot build your own gods uh, you cannot make an idol and think that it can save you uh, there's only one God uh, and his name is Jesus and you can be free from your sin you can be free from your... Ah, uh, come on now. I feel the Holy Ghost trying to preach to somebody. Uh, I feel like God is trying to minister to us. Uh, they made uh, calves, uh, a calf, a golden calf in that day. And they offered sacrifice unto idols. It's interesting that they were willing to make sacrifices to their own hand. But they were not willing to make sacrifices to the God that had rescued them and brought them out of Egypt. Uh, the Bible says they rejoiced in the works of their own hands. And then verse 42, part A of this, it says, Then God, then God. Everybody say, then God. Mm. Then God. There's a place in our lives where we have a then God moment. Where God says, I've done everything I know to do to help, rescue, deliver, and set free. But as long as you keep your hand on the wheel, I'm going to step out of the car and say, have fun with that. Good luck. I'll pick you up when you fall down. 
there's somewhere in my life and in yours that we've all had these moments uh, where we took our lives off the altar of the most holy one of Israel. Uh, we walked up and said, Lord, uh, I can handle this mess. Watch me. Uh, I can deal with this issue. Come on. Uh, and there's got to be a place in my life where I say, uh, I cannot do this on my own. I need Jesus uh, and I need him right now. But they came to a place where they said, we're rejecting Moses. Who does he think he is? We don't care what happens to him. Uh, yeah, so what? He brought us out of Egypt. Uh, and we're here in the wilderness. What's going on? My heart, boy, I, I wish I could go back to Egypt. I, I miss that old slave master. Uh, and, and there was a spirit in their hearts that said, uh, I would rather have bondage than freedom. Uh, there was a spirit that came upon them that said, uh, I want to choose idols over the one true God. After he had brought them out. Hear me. After he had parted the Red Sea. After they had walked across on dry ground. After they had been in the wilderness. After God had supplied their every need. Their sandals did not wear out. Uh, and food was provided every day. Uh, it was after that they said, uh, we want to make this golden calf. We want to make this idol of our own hands. And we're going to rejoice about it. Then God, then God turned and gave them up to worship the host of heaven. Then God. Everybody shout, then God gave them up. Today I'm a, I want to minister to you for a little while about, about what does it say back there? Keep dancing. Everybody shout keep dancing. You say pastor I don't, I don't see the relation in the, the title in your message. Well I'm glad you're going to stay for the whole thing. Those of you online I pray that you stay for the whole thing because it's you're going to find out. There's an old phrase. Maybe you know it. Maybe you don't. But there's an old phrase that goes like this. Dance with the one who brought you. Anybody ever heard that phrase before? Dance with the... Uh, it's been around for a long time. But in the 80s, President Reagan, uh, not then president, but later President Reagan, made it famous. And uh, many songs have been written uh, thereafter about this phrase. Uh, president Reagan was a Democrat until... Uh, 1962 and then he switched parties to be a Republican and 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 with them he became a governor of California and later the president and and he was asked one time by a press member uh, who did he more closely align with uh, and his answer was this I'm going to dance with the one that brought me in other words I'm a good politician and I'm not giving you any answers but I'm gonna dance with the one that brought you that brought me there's a concept here, and maybe you don't understand it, but it, it, the phrase literally means, or, or, or basically I should say means, is that I'm going to stay loyal to a person or a thing that got me to the place where I'm at. I'm not going to switch horses when this horse is winning. Uh, I'm not going to switch boats when this boat is doing just fine. Uh, I'm not going to switch things uh, in my life just because. Uh, I'm going to stay the course. I'm going to finish my course. I'm going to keep uh, the faith. I'm going to stay uh, in the boat. I'm going to stay where God has me. Maybe you don't understand, but this is the reason behind a bride's first dance with her dad. 
maybe you did not know this, but when a bride takes the, the dance of the dead, why? Why? Because she's dancing with the one that brought her to the place in life she found herself. It's not until that dance is done and the transference of loyalty is given to that husband rightfully by God's word. And now he becomes, I'm going to dance with this one. Why? Because there was a transference. There was a way to understand uh, that loyalty by God's word was moved from one person to another. Uh, but never forget, uh, daddy's dance is always first. Uh, why? Because you dance with the one uh, that got you there. Uh, there has to be uh, an understanding in my life uh, that I am in a place with God. Uh, that it's not time in my life uh, to try other things and other voices and other situations. Uh, but it's time for me uh, to dance with the one that got me here. His name is above every name. His name is higher than any other. His name is Jesus and he got me here. He delivered me from sin. He set me free. He died and gave me grace and mercy that I might continue to walk in. I'm not a victim. I am an overcomer in Christ. I am him. He is mine. A few years ago, my wife and I were flying home from Seattle, Washington, and there was a storm. There was a storm. It had already canceled like a hundred flights, and the clouds were black, and it was, I mean, it was just, it looked like, and I, I told my wife, we're going to get canceled, and, and uh, but no, yeah, we're going to be boarding the plane from here to Detroit, uh, coming right up, so I, I walk up, and as you uh, may or may not have experienced, there was a, as we waited to board, the pilot was waiting to board as well and he was standing there and I I you know you know me I started a conversation hey man it's pretty bad out there he's like yeah I said are you sure you're going to get us home and he said he looked me square in the eye and he said as long as I'm your pilot you'll get home just fine I was like whoa he I mean he got kind of forward about it like as long as I'm your pilot, he kind of walked over to, I'm standing in the line, he walked over, as long as I'm your pilot, he said, this is nothing. I've flown wars. I've, flying with, I've flown with bullets running around me and bombs going off. Uh, this is nothing. I'll get you home. When you stay with me, uh, I'll get you home. Just, but just be assured that I'm going to get you home just fine. You're going to be just fine. And by the way, it was one of the softest, most wonderful flights we'd ever had in our life. We come through some storm. We did a little wing uh, uh, flopping. And, uh, we did a little, but he assured us it's all okay. It's just a little wind. It's a little storm. Uh, we're going to make it through. Uh, let me tell you something. <laughs> I sat down. Uh, in that seat on that airplane uh, and the Lord spoke to me I looked at my wife and I said uh, ah, the Lord is telling me while the journey is important uh, it's more important uh, to know who you're on the journey with uh, I have a confidence now that I didn't have five minutes ago uh, I looked the pilot in the eye and he said with you me ah, we're going to be fine because I'm good at my job 
Uh, and the Lord let me see that if you're the right person, you'll end up in the right place in one piece. Ah, uh, I'm going to preach. Uh, you can go on a journey, but you might end up in thousands of pieces. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, you might go on a journey and end up in Topeka, Kansas when you're trying to get to Detroit. Uh, when you're with the right person. Uh, I'm going to preach right now. Uh, you're going to end up in the right place in the end of your journey. Uh, I have a vision. I have a voice. Uh, God is trying to tell us. Uh, don't change dance partners. Keep dancing. Come on. Just keep dancing. Why? Because if you stop dancing, uh, there's, uh, no, there's going to be temptation in your life that's going to come. The enemy of your soul is going to try to draw you away. Why? Uh, because he knows if he can get you to stop dancing, uh, if he can get you looking at the waves, Peter, uh, if he can get you looking at the things of life, Peter, uh, then he will allow your heart uh, to be overwhelmed uh, and think all hope is lost. Uh, Christ has come today to say, I am in your life and with me your destination is secure oh come on someone give the Lord a hand clap of praise Woo. <laughs> uh, sometimes it feels like uh, uh, have you ever felt this way you're not sure which way is up and down and sideways you're, kind of, you're, you're going okay God where am I at what am I doing how am I going to get where I'm supposed to go and by the way, where is it that I'm going? Has anybody ever been there before? Uh, but let me tell you something. You need to have in your mind and your heart the assurance uh, that... God is in my pilot seat. I don't have a co-pilot for God's seat. Uh, I hate that license plate. God is my co-pilot. No, no. I'm the co-pilot. Uh, God is my pilot. Uh, because I want Him at the helm. Uh, I want Him directing the path. I want Him guiding my ship. Amen? And, and, and we get weary about the journey. We get caught up in the journey. And sometimes we forget to check and see who's in the pilot seat. Sometimes we, we get so anxious that we, we find ourselves, how do I, I get in the pilot seat? Well, I'll tell you how. About 10 minutes ago, uh, you kicked God out and put him in the co-pilot seat. Matter of fact, I think he's in economy class now. Uh, I think he's back there somewhere uh, near the back because, he, he, yeah, he, he didn't move fast enough for you. What he said to you wasn't pleasant to your ears. What he did, he, he, Moses, man, that guy, we don't care what happens to him, man. He delivered, oh, man, we, we, we won't make our own gods because we got better ideas and better things to do. I'm going to preach right now. Listen, Jesus made me a promise and he made you a promise. He said, lo, I am with you, what? Always, even to the end of the age, even to the end of the earth. I came today to ask somebody in this house and you online today, who is your dance partner? <laughs> Are you still dancing? Have you kept dancing with the one that brought you out? Are you still dancing with the one that delivered you from your sin and your sorrow? Are you still dancing with the one that snatched death out of your life and brought new life and new living in your life? Are you still dancing with the one that has provided a way where there seemeth no way? He's given you money you didn't know you had. He's allowed things to transpire that you had no idea could happen. But yet God, yet God, yet God continues to bless your life and bless your family and bless everything. But are you still dancing? Have you slowed 
slowed down? Have you decided to switch partners? Have you decided that you're tired of dancing? Uh, have you decided that you are, you're just, you know what, I, I'm just, I'm just going to stay home this week because I, you know, I, or I'm, I'm you know what, I, I'm going to ignore God this week. I'm not going to read my Bible or pray or I'm not going to watch uh, uh, in, any encouragement. I, I'm, I'm just going to, why? Because there's a spirit of discouragement. There's a spirit of a lie. Listen to your pastor. There's a spirit of a lie that says uh, that we can build our own gods and it all will be okay. Uh, I'm here to preach and tell you we cannot build our own gods. It was Job. Huh. Listen. It was Job. Mm. It was Job who said, though he slay me, yet will I praise him. Will I serve him? Will I love him? Yet will I pray. Though he slay me. You know the story of Job. You know he lost all his children, all his crops, all his barns. He lost everything. But at the end of that losing, he said, I'm still going to praise God because my praise is not predicated on my stuff. You need to write a song about that. My praise is not predicated on my stuff. My stuff is ancillary. My stuff is there. And I thank God for my stuff, but my stuff is not eternal. I cannot take my stuff beyond the grave. My stuff is just stuff. And I've got to understand uh, that God is calling me from the place uh, where I value the wrong things, where I value uh, the things of this world, the idols that I can build myself. It was in Hebrews chapter 3, you know the story, but uh, I'm sorry, in Daniel chapter 3, uh, the three Hebrew children, or the three Hebrew boys, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, was their given names as the king called them. And, and the, the, the Bible says this in verse 3, uh, uh, in 16, I'm sorry, in chapter uh, uh, Daniel three sixteen, 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful. Woo! To answer thee on this matter. The king had said, you got to bow to this idol. you got to bow to the idol I've made. And, and they said, no, no, we're, we're, gonna, we're not going to be mince words here. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand. Listen, they didn't talk about maybe, might, we hope. Sure, we're in prayer about it. They declared it. Somebody needs to hear this. It's time to say, I declare the truth of God's word in my life. I need someone to give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now. <laughs> mm. We're going to be delivered, O king. Down in verse 23 it says, And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the fiery furnace. Now folks, listen to me. I don't know about you. I thought about bringing the th three girls up and tying them up and, and pushing them down and setting them on fire, but I didn't think that was a good idea. Our insurance wouldn't cover it. So I, I, I want you to recognize something today that imagine that in your life, God has given you a promise. Amen. Has anybody got a promise from God right now? Uh, and now you're tied up, bound and set on fire and you're in the middle of a furnace that's cooking everything around it. I wonder, why, do, do these boys still believe that our God is going to deliver us? Come on now. Uh, and he's going to deliver us not only from you, but from this fiery trial. You see, faith is not what we, uh, 
sums of things that we know. Faith is the sums of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. My faith comes to me in the midst of my trial. Mm. And in the midst of my trial, I exercise my faith, not because of my five senses, not because of what I hear, not because of what I see, not because of what I feel, not because of what I hear, ah, not because, no, no, no. Why? Because faith is not about my five senses. Ah, faith is about trusting the God of heaven and earth that says, I am his and he is mine. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. It's here that we recognize these three men in the midst of their furnace did not give up their faith to the fire. Oh, that'll preach. He, they refused to hand over their faith to the fire that was around them. Some of you need to take your faith back from the fire. You need to say, oh, no, no, oh, that's mine. Give that back to me because... The fire is not going to make me fearful. It's not going to make me want to go, oh, no, God is not able. No, no, no. That's not when you are exercising faith. They have to be in the middle of that fiery furnace. The Bible says in verse 24, then, 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 after they were in the fire, then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said to the counselors, did not we cast three men bound in the midst of that fire? And they answered and said to the king, true, O king, he answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking, walking in the midst of the fire. Hear me today. They were still in the fire, but God had saved them. Mm, oh. I need to someone get a hold of this right now because there are some of you that are in the midst of your fire and you're wondering why is it still around me? I still see fire. I feel better. I feel like God's in the midst of a miracle. I feel like a, and the enemy comes in and he says, no, no, you're still in the fire. But you, I understand. I, I feel the Holy Ghost upon me. I know there's something building. I know there's something coming. Oh, no, 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 no. There's fire. You smell that smoke? No, no, I don't smell any smoke because the Bible says they came out of that fire and they didn't have have a whiff of smoke on them because God says I am your protector I am your guide I am your king your God your deliverer in your life and in mine we have to stop looking with our feelings and our five senses at the spiritual trials that we are in. God is here to preach and teach and talk to somebody and say, stop looking at the waves, Peter. Stop looking at the fire. Look at what God is doing. There were three and now there's four. And the fourth one is like unto the Son of God. When Peter and the others were leaving Jesus, <laughs> Peter... Uh, you're going to leave us? And this is what Peter said. To whom shall we turn? These people that we just spoke about, they example to us that it's not just about the journey, but it's about who you're with on that journey. Who are you making a part of your everyday walk I'm closing. Hear me. They were not looking for a way out. No, Peter wasn't. No, no, none of these. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they weren't looking for a way out. They weren't looking. No, they had a faith in God that said, I am going to trust that the God that loves me will protect me and keep me and bring me out of this fiery trial. They weren't looking for different dance partners. They were 
happy to dance with the one that brought them. Matter of fact, they continued to dance. They never gave up. They never said, I'm bailing on God. They continued in the faith. They continued. Someone shout, continued. Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness from anybody here today? That says, Jesus has brought me out of the miry clay. Come on now. That Jesus has pulled sin out of my life. That's Jesus. Oh, come on. That Jesus has cleaned up my mind and my heart and my spirit. He restored relationships. He brought back things I never thought I would find again. In our text, as I close, Stephen is preaching to the Jews, reminding you, they were just about to kill him because they had up, he had upset them. He had told them so much truth that they couldn't handle the truth. And so what they do? They, they killed him here in a few minutes in this chapter. Don't you understand something? Stephen didn't stop preaching because he knew they might kill him. We find in this text that Stephen is reminding the Jews that God had, what God had done for them. I'm come today to remind you online and in this body of Christ what God has done for you. I was recalling as I sat with my wife and we held hands this week as we celebrated uh, the 4th of July and all that went on and the festivities in our family and our uh, just wonderful things that we know that God has brought. And we looked at each other and almost simultaneously said, uh, look what the Lord has done. She looked at me on the way home today and said, we've lived an amazing life and God has been the center of it. You say, but pastor, you fought cancer for life. Yeah, we fought some things because there are men are few days and full of trouble. Uh, but there's a promise. I know who I'm riding with. Uh, I know who's in my ship. Uh, I know who's the pilot of my aircraft. Uh, I'm not worried about the outcome. Uh, I'm, oh, come on now, somebody. Uh, I might be discomforted in the journey, but I ultimately know that the end is good because I serve a good God. I serve a great God. I serve a God that provides and helps and is a rescuer. He's not a liar. He's not a liar. He is a God of his word. Huh. Sometimes we forget that God has brought where God has brought us from. I, I yeah, I, I, I wish I had time today. I don't. I got to close. But listen, I wish I had time today to go around the room and say, tell me about the last 10 years of your life. Tell me where you were 10 years ago today. Tell me where you were at five years ago today. Why? I'm telling you, I know the stories because I've sat and I've listened, prayed over and helped. Uh, there's stories after stories in this room. Uh, and I can tell you that God has done some amazing, 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 miraculous, miraculous things uh, in this room and online I'm here to tell you somebody needs to remember where God has brought you from you don't need to forget where you came from he delivered you out of Egypt I'm going to preach right now he didn't just deliver you he helped you across the Red Sea he gave you manna in the wilderness he is your God but don't get lackadaisical don't get casual Yo, God, what's happening? High five. He's holy. He's holy. You better be saying, worthy is the lamb 
slain from the foundation of the world. He is worthy. His name is worthy. You are holy, God. Why? Because you have to understand when you forget where you came from, you start changing dance partners and you're not guaranteed that your journey is going to end well. Sometimes we forget. Someone shout amen. They forgot how hard it was in Egypt. Think about it. They started wishing for their slave masters. They forgot what the whip felt like. You see, you get far enough from anything and you tend to forget the cost of what that thing was. The taskmasters, and when God didn't do what they wanted him to do, they changed dance partners. They made an idol of their own hands, and they invented a God that would satisfy their fleshly desires and say yes to everything they wanted and do everything that they desired. And Stephen said to them, uh, God turned and gave them up. This is why he got stoned to death, because he was talking to them as a people it's time that you turn from this wickedness and do what God, the promised Messiah has come and you are rejecting him. Come on, come help me. I hope you're not stoning me this morning when I get done. Meet me in the parking lot. And <laughs> I hope you don't stone me in your heart right now. Someone say Amen. This is the word of the Lord. I'm pleading with you, someone here, someone online, that God has delivered you mightily. He has set the enemy of your soul away from you. He has delivered you from the hand of Satan. He has delivered you by his mighty hand. But the enemy of your soul is trying to steal the focus of your journey. He's trying to take advantage of your five senses. He's trying to take advantage of the inflation in your life. He's trying to take advantage of your health issues and all the recommend, uh, uh, all the things that are in our life concerning all the health stuff that's happening around us. Uh, the enemy of our soul wants us to look at the fire and look at the waves uh, instead of look up uh, and say, my redemption draweth nigh. Uh, it's time to realize uh, that the enemy of your soul is just that. He is your enemy. He does not have your best interest at heart. Yes, I know it's hard. I know that the... I, I know. I know that it can be so hard. It's so difficult. I want to ask you something. Have you been tempted to build your own idol? I want to ask those of you online, are you tempted to build your own gods? Pastor, what does that mean? Can I tell you something? Anything that raises above Jesus Christ is, a, is an idol. I, I used to say, you know, I, I love the game of golf. I don't play very much anymore, but I used to say, well, you know, but you know what? If I let God be more important or golf be more important than, than my relationship with God. And look, relationship is not just on Sunday. It's every day of the week, ladies and gentlemen. If I let individuals become more important or things or my job or my education these are all important things my job is important my education these are all very important but they're not more important than my eternal salvation I have one question has he ever failed you <laughs> I want somebody to shout no <laughs> has he ever failed you have you always understood him no, 
Have you always understood everything he was doing? No. But has he ever failed you? <laughs> no. <laughs> has he ever left you for dead? No. <laughs> has, he ever, has he ever always explained himself? No. <laughs> no, he hasn't always explained himself. But has he ever failed you? That's what I want to know. Has he ever walked? No, no, no. Because he's a God of his word. Uh, and so guess what? Uh, I'm going to keep dancing with the one uh, that brought me here. Uh, I'm going to keep dancing with the Jesus that came uh, and died uh, and rose again uh, and brought me to this place come on stand with me this morning I said it earlier I'll say it again Jesus said someone shout Jesus said it doesn't matter what the preacher says it matters what this word says Jesus said come on now someone shout Jesus said I'll never leave you nor forsake you <laughs> I'll never ever leave you or forsake you but I will I will I will I will someone needs to claim this this morning uh, God you said you will now I'm waiting right here until I feel your presence and know God's gonna come and say have you obeyed my word God's gonna come and say listen to what I have to say I've sent a prophet I've sent a pastor. I've sent someone to reveal the word of the Lord this morning. Are you tempted to build your own idols? He needs someone that's willing to say yes. Yes, Lord. Author Vivian Green wrote this. Life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain somebody needs in this house to pick yourself up and say I know I'm in a storm I look out the window I watch the TV everything is saying storm 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 recession I'm so sick of hearing about recession right pandemic health more variants more variants more uh, monkey pox and more of this and now they got some other weird thing happening and this and, and if you let that listen if you let that world dictate your feelings you'll never leave your bedroom you'll never leave your bedroom. He's the author of a storm. Why? Because fear will grip oh, us. Jesus. And God is saying to us, it's not about fear. It's about faith. It's about recognizing that I have the power of my tongue. Oh, and when my tongue starts moving, it doesn't say negativity. It doesn't say, I can't, I won't, I shouldn't. It says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I'm going to be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. I'm going to do things like God wants me to do. I'm going to take care of my mind, body, and soul. But I'm going to do it in the plan of God. I'm going to do it by faith. I'm going to do it because God's called me to it. I'm going to do it. Listen, I'm going to do it because I'm going to keep dancing with the one that brought me here. And you just attested that Jesus has never failed you. <laughs> Can I get another amen? <laughs> I said, can I get another amen? You just told me that Jesus has never failed you. So why would you change dance partners now? If he's never failed you, why are you even thinking about going to some other God? Find yourself a prayer. Find yourself an altar. Find yourself a moment, whether it be in your chair or at this altar right here today, that says, Lord, 
I come to you today knowing that I'm in a storm. But Lord, I'm asking you to teach me to dance uh, in the rain. uh, To have a smile and a joy that I know who I'm with. uh, I know who's in my captain's seat. uh, That I know that with you all things uh, are going to be alright. That with you that I can trust you with all my life, my family, my heart, and my soul. Today is the day of salvation. If you're here today and you've never offered your heart to Jesus, I'm going to invite you today to do that. If you would like to, I would love to talk to you about it. If you've never, ever committed your life to the Lord Jesus, I I tell you, today is your day. Today, He can get you through the storm. Can I get an amen from the congregation? uh, That God can get you through those storms. If you've never been baptized, ladies and gentlemen, we got a baptismal taken. We can we can allow you to be buried like Christ was buried uh, and be rose again like Christ was rose in that baptismal tank. To newness of life. Christ wants you today to decide. I'm in this for the long haul. I don't care, King. You can threaten the fiery furnace. I don't care, waves. You can... You can come up around me all you want. I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. Come on, every hand raised, if you don't mind. Come on. Jesus, he is worthy of the glory. Yes, he is. He's the author. He's the author of my story. Oh, Jesus. 